0: My eyes straight ahead. Head in the game with the red light on I'm just waiting for the change Get head down low. Hi, I'm Jay Fallon. Thanks for listening to the slippery slope. So I've already tried recording this episode. I'm redoing it because I found myself just ranting and raving. I'm just like oh, because of this story that I'm going to talk about I find very frustrating. The stupidity of our society currently i i find it hard to fathom I find it very hard to fathom how someone can take themselves seriously how us as a society can take ourselves can take people like this seriously and give it news coverage i it blows my mind blows my mind as i've spoken about before i've been very upfront okay i am uh, i'm a christian i believe in the bible uh, if you want to know what I believe and my opinion on things, basically it's like that that chap over in America said, well, read the Bible and you will get basically this is how I feel about things. This is my this is what I believe. When it comes to climate change, read read the Bible. I believe very firmly, okay, the Bible uh the Bible states how the world began. The Bible also states how the world will end and what will happen. Uh, It's very clear. It seems reasonably easy to follow. Okay, You don't have to be some great theologian. Uh, There's some things in it you think, oh, you have to study and you have to get into it a bit, but it's still fairly clear, fairly easy to understand. Um, Some of it may be allegorical, but even then, it's still fairly easy to understand. Uh, You don't have to be like I said, you don't have to be going to Bible college and sitting down, studying, you know, learning ancient Greek and Hebrew and all that to really understand what it's talking about. The Bible talks about the end, how the world began, how the world ends. Now, you can say, well, none of that's true. Uh, you know, the world is billions and billions and billions of years old. And we, we came about just because there was a random explosion and all these things started creating and started just creating themselves. The world, basically, when you listen to uh, scientists talk about evolution, and it's which I've listened to a lot of that recently, and it's they are just explaining something that they believe happened by itself. The world created itself. And like I try and point out to people, nothing puts itself together. I cannot go and put out all the materials that you need to make a house. Just dump it there on the ground and then say, look, if we leave it for a hundred years, let's just come back. Or let's keep it in time frames we can relate to. If we just leave this, all this building material sitting on the ground on that area, we'll give it 10 years. We'll come back in 10 years. That house will have put itself together. It'll be exactly what we wanted. It'll be big, beautiful. You'll be able to live in it. It's not going to happen. You know it's not going to happen. If anything, it decays because of the elements. It doesn't put itself together. This world is so complex. It did not put itself together. The universe did not put itself together. The the earth, it's not just some random, random event that the world is sitting at the perfect spot. Absolute perfect, perfectly situated between the sun and the moon that we are able to to live that life is able to be sustained these things don't just happen randomly because hey if we say a number a ridiculous number that no one can possibly fathom like billions and billions of years and it's just happened to all work out this way that's how life that's how life began this is how life is now what we're standing what we're seeing it doesn't happen because random events just all come together And if you give it long enough, well, then now we have us sitting here talking into a microphone, looking at a camera, talking to people out there in the ether, and everyone's listening because of all these random events that happened billions and billions and billions of years ago, which just happened to put the earth at the exact position between the sun and the moon, that life can be sustained. And then out of all these little amoebas that just kept evolving and evolving and changing until they became smarter and smarter and smarter. Which is something that no one can ever prove, because it's not something that actually happens. Put it into modern terms, a computer will never put itself together. You have to build the computer. It doesn't just happen in a vacuum, which is what evolution says. I'm talking about all this, and I am ranting, I'm raving a little and I'm sorry, okay, but I just I read this I read this article and I just think we are getting more stupid, more stupid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll try. I'm gonna switch gears. I've got to stop. Just I'm ranting because I just can't believe how how silly we are. Listen, I'll bring bring the story up. Uh, now listen, if you're, I hope people realize that if you don't watch this, um, if you watch it on YouTube and the, and there's ever issues with it on YouTube, you can watch. All my stuff is on my podcast as originally it all came out on Spotify, Spotify and Apple anyway, and all the videos are all on Spotify. You can watch the videos on Spotify. You can listen to it all on Apple and a few, quite a few other podcast platforms as well. So, you know, don't feel like you just have to watch it. Um, Some of my stuff does get pulled down or or does get, uh, uh, well, some of it I can't put on YouTube anyway, but you can watch everything on Spotify or listen to it on Apple. This headline, former Australian diplomat Gregory Andrews is seven days into a hunger strike outside Parliament House and claims he won't quit until Australia has a timeline to stop exporting fossil fuels. Sorry for my language, but he's basically saying, screw all you people who work in the coal mines, who make your money, make your living, who support your families, put food on the table because you work in the mines. Screw you. He wants us to stop. Doesn't care about you. He wants us to stop. Gregory Andrews has worked with the government for more than 30 years, including as an ambassador to West Africa, the nation's first threatened species commissioner and as Australia's deputy chief climate negotiator at the United Nations. He's been brainwashed by the United Nothings. Sitting on the Parliament House lawns, Mr. Andrews is seven days into a hunger strike and says he won't quit until Australia has a timeline to stop exporting fossil fuels. He pointed to Environment Minister Tenya Plibersek's decision to approve four coal mine projects this year as fueling his fire to take action. So four, four coal mine projects have been approved. Good on Tenya Plibersek. All these people which will have jobs, which will be able to go and all these young people which will be able to uh, train, learn, learn. you know, do apprenticeships, learn learn new trades. All these things we should be able to learn. All these people which will be able to make money to provide for their families, to buy houses, to put food on the table. All the people which will be able to have warmth, will be able to have electricity because of these mines. Forget all that. Forget all the good that it does. No, he wants climate change. He wants the government to take action. Here is the clown, picture of the clown here, Another picture. That's the clown holding that sign. Day six, climate hunger strike. Mr. Andrews. He says, I worked in the government for 31 years. I've tried giving speeches, social media, writing letters to the government, going to protests. But emissions keep going up, Mr. Andrews told AAP. Australia spends more on fossil fuel subsidies than we do on the army. But climate change is the biggest national security risk to Australia. Well, it's not, but hey, don't let the truth get in the way of your feelings, Mr. Andrews. Mr. Andrews said he's already lost 4.5 kilograms in his first six days of protest. He's penciled in his protest until at least December 13. I love the fact that he's penciled it in. <laughs> I don't know if he's really committed. If he's only penciled it in till that date, specific date. So it's in the hope Australia will ramp up action before the UN's COP28 climate talks in Dubai. I'm not going to end it until the Albanese government gets serious about climate change. And for me, that means making a commitment with with a timeline to cease fossil fuel exports. To cease it. Completely ceased. Gone. Cease these obscene fossil fuel subsidies and end native forests logging. Oh, wow. He says, if I keep going at this rate, I'll have lost a third of my body weight before the COP, the COP, starts. And when I get to that stage, then I'll start risking organ failure. Independent Senator David Pocock. See? this is why we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be voting these people in. Pocock has visited Mr. Andrews while staffs for other politicians have popped down and passed on support. These are the clowns that we are voting in. But it's the Prime Minister who's away in- Jaina, at the moment, who he really wants to see. Albanese's determination and courage on the voice, <laughs> the voice referendum, this is what he's saying. His determination and courage on the voice, leading something that right from the start was going to be really difficult to win. I just wish we would. he would show that same determination on real climate action, Mr. Andrews said. Yeah, determination and courage. And then they turn around and blamed supposedly misinformation from the No campaign. No, no. All you had to do was actually read, read the documentation, read the proposal, and you could see that it was not something that was going to be good for this country. It was just going to be something that helped the people that didn't actually need help. It was just going to feather the nest of the people that didn't need help anymore. It wasn't going to, it wasn't going to help the people that really needed it. Anyway, going on. I must have naively assumed this government, which was elected on a pro-climate action mandate, was really interested or wasn't captured by fossil fuels. Okay, first things first. If I was Prime Minister, I'd be grabbing the biggest box of popcorn and sitting there watching the man, checking it out, daily updates, how much weight he lost. How's he look today? This is going to be funny to watch. Maybe I shouldn't say that. That might be a bit grotesque, a bit uh, macabre. But, Crikey. Is this how stupid we are? Is he really, is this the way, is this the way modern democracy is going where people think that if they go and throw a little temper tantrum and starve themselves, if you don't do this, I'm going to starve myself to death. I'm going to lose 20 kilos. My organs are going to fail you. If you don't do as I say, if you don't do what I want you to do, screw thousands and thousands and thousands of people that go and make a living that are going to benefit from the opening of these new mines. Not to mention all the people which will benefit because they can now afford uh, you know, they, they can they have heating or they have power because Australia's got such good coal. We export all this great coal and you know, people in other countries burning our coal, it's fueling their nations, is helping them out helping us out financially, helping them out with energy. Screw all of those people. Who cares about the people who make their money, who are able to put food in their table, who are able to provide for their children? I don't care about them. You do what I want or I'm going to throw a little temp- temper tantrum and the Australian government needs to cowtail to what I want. Mate. Like I said, if I was Prime Minister, I'd be grabbing the biggest box of popcorn and say, hey, you do you, boo. Let's see how far this goes. This climate change, these climate action people, protesters, their narrative has constantly changed. This climate action, climate change rubbish has been going on for about five or six decades now. They've been telling us the world's going to end, the world is going to end, their narrative constantly changes I mean, we all just came here by one big accident anyway, didn't we? Isn't that what they tell us? It's all just evolution. The hubris of Mr. Andrews, who believes that him sitting in front of Parliament House, starving himself, supposedly to death, making that choice for himself so that everyone should take note of what he's doing and completely change, completely change our society, all because that's what he wants, the hubris of this man. How narcissistic do you have to be? How delusional do you have to be? Tell you what. Australia no longer puts forward the best and the brightest, do we? Do we? Tell me, what do you think we should do? Should do we does Albanese Easy just let him starve? Because heck, if I was prime minister, I'd like I said, it'd be hard for me not to say, well, grab the popcorn. I've got a show to watch. Might sound a bit harsh, but hey, you can't help stupid sometimes. And you wonder why. When the Bible says in Romans that God gave them over, God gave them over to a debased mind. Because people are just that foolish in their thinking. God's like, you know what? can't help you anymore you're on your own that's all my opinion this is just another sign that we're heading towards the end but it's not the end that these climate change people say it's uh this is the end that the bible says is coming that's my opinion tell me what you reckon we should do about this fella starving himself to death supposedly anyway let me know what you think thanks for listening to the slippery, slippery slope feel the desire that will take me higher, I'm on fire because nothing's going